I'm Christina. And I'm Megan. And, and this, this is, is the, the Aftermath, Aftermath of Sex. Hello, everyone. Hey. Welcome to today's really exciting episode. We have a great special. We have the one, the only, Christina's work wife. (laughs) Yay! We're here for an interview. Miss Tanya Ignacio. Do you want me to use your last name? Sure. I just did. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Certified nurse, midwife extraordinaire. That's why I call her at the office. I'm like, uh, Tanya Ignacio, certified nurse, midwife extraordinaire. I need you. You say all of those words. She does. do. (laughs) Pretty much every time. Really? Yeah. Not every time she talks to me, but. That's hilarious. And when she's summoning me. (laughs) And often I add more. Like her initials, her name. What she is, what I need. It's <laughs> a good time. time. Yeah. Good time. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So we are so excited to have you here. Yeah. I'm excited to be here too. I've been listening. Oh, that's so exciting. We, um, this, you're our first interview. So we're a little, we don't know what, we don't we're, know doing. what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, Thanks for being the guinea pig. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, you have lots to share. Yeah. And, you're kind of my mentor going into midwifery. And so it's cool. It's super cool to have you here and to ask all about you. Yeah. And hopefully you'll share some stories today. I I, I, I might have a few. Okay. Okay. So um, before we get started with our interview, we should talk a little bit about how to turn your stories in. Yes. We need more likes, follows, reviews. So go to the AOS 411. No www.vaos411.com just to share all of your episodes. Like, no. Your stories. To share your stories, <laughs> your birth adventures, your veggie tales, your what the fuzz yes. happened to me, any questions you have. I'm just excited Tanya's here. I know. I <laughs> <laughs> get things straight, so we better get started. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, Tanya, let's just start from the beginning. The beginning. The beginning. The beginning. Let's, how were you born? <laughs> is that the beginning? No. Well, it, it is the beginning. It but is the beginning, but I don't remember. About, it. What you remember? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, so just tell us a little bit about like where you grew up. So I grew up in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, I was adopted at birth. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I had a normal childhood, and then I went to Portland, Oregon, for college, and ended up. Trying out different majors and ended up with dance theater. Dance theater. <laughs> I just love dance theater. Too. I don't think I've ever seen you dance. I feel like I've been deprived of this piece of you all these years. Well, I was more into uh, directing, choreographing, oh. and um, criticism. Oh, cool. yeah. Criticism? What's criticism? So, like, dance reviews and how you look at dance to okay. to talk about it critically. and oh, Okay. Like, good. you're like a critic. Right. Right. Essentially. Right. That's what and, and the that's, word. Yeah. <laughs> Criticism. Yes. Christina. And although although my mother really uh, doubted I would ever do anything with that major, I actually wrote dance reviews for the weekly paper in Portland for several years. Oh, you really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What, like, what led you to choose that as your major? 
Well, I had started out as a physics major. <laughs> oh my! Why and, would anyone do that? <laughs> well, I like oddly enough, I like the math part, but the labs weren't compelling to me, and so I kind of searched around and. Mm -hmm. I was spending all my time in the theater and I had taken a few dance classes. I was not one of those people who had danced since they were six years old. Okay. So I um, took some dance classes and loved them. And I thought, well, I could combine okay. combine these things. And there was an interdisciplinary major that I did. Okay. And I figured I really often, with some kinds of colleges, it matters what you major in. With this, this is a small liberal arts college. And so I felt like it didn't matter what I major in, majored in because I had to take history and English and, mm -hmm. you know, I had to take a bunch of other classes too. Yeah. Were you thinking about like what you were going to do for the rest of your life with that? Like, were you planning to? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did apply um, to, a pro to a program in... I think, I can't remember now, I think it was the Netherlands and I didn't get in. And then I looked at a, a dance theory and criticism program at, I think at UC Irvine. And, but I wasn't really up for moving to California at that point. And so mm -hmm. I thought, well, I'll just stay in Portland and figure out life mm -hmm. and then figure out what next. I feel like you were very adventurous. Like some of your stories um, about, you were in a different country one time and uh, you were with a friend and didn't really have a destination. You just like went. You were just right. Going. Yes. You I just had a backpack with some clothes and you were just off. Right. We, well, we were after college, there was a um, depression in Oregon, economic depression. And oh. so like, you know, like a friend, my friend, she applied to drive school buses and I kind of cobbled together a career doing like not a career, but you know, enough money to live off of doing being a receptionist at an environmental organization and writing software manuals. What? I know. That's so great. I'm so confused. How did you get that job? <laughs> just, I just know people. Okay. I just know people. It was just through people I knew really yeah. that I got jobs. And then she was said, let's go to Indonesia and teach oh. English. And I oh. thought, okay, okay, I got nothing better to do. Okay. So that's we went. cool. Mm -hmm. So in Indonesia, how long yeah. were you there for? I was there for seven months. She stayed about two years. Oh, yeah. um, and I had a great time and then um, I decided that it was time to come back and I yeah. came back and I still was figuring out what to do. Mm -hmm. So I wrote some more software manuals and then I started doing writing dance reviews okay. um, for the weekly paper. That's wow. so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so cool and adventurous. And, and yet you're a midwife now. Right. Yeah. But there's lots between that there's so and much. this. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah, carry on. So next thing that I was in Portland, and then um, I got involved with this guy, and we moved. Well, we spent a winter in um, Southwest Colorado, living in a shack. <laughs> what would now be called a dry cabin? Okay, in, okay. in Fairbanks. I get the visual, mm -hmm. visualization. Right, okay. right. And then um, we decided we wanted to be back in Oregon, and we ended up moving to. Um, to Bend, Oregon, which is in Central Oregon. And because I had worked for a weekly paper, I ended up um, applying for a job as the arts and culture editor at the weekly paper in Bend. Actually, I applied for, I just showed up and said, hey, I can write dance and theater reviews. And they said, hey, why don't you be the arts and culture editor? Oh, cool. And wow. I yeah. did not earn a whole lot of money, but um, yeah. But I, I became the arts and culture editor and then eventually became the managing editor of the paper. Wow. But that grind is a hard grind. Is it? Yes. Coming up with, you know, 
wrangling writers every oh. week and coming yeah. and writing articles every week. It's a it's a tough deadline. Yeah, I, I got kind of tired of it. And I was also teaching on the side too. I taught math for a little while. I was going to say, is this when you were a math? You were a yes. math teacher. How did I not know this about you? You were a math teacher. I was at a private school, so okay. I didn't have to have a teaching certificate. Yeah. So no. I did that for a, a year, yeah. well, two, uh, two years really, and then I tutored kids. That's a tough grind too. Yeah, math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yes, especially ninth and tenth graders. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Especially ninth graders. Especially ninth yeah. graders. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, well, I was. I threatened to toss Ben at her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, fix this. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I got hired sometimes just to sit with kids while they did their homework, so their parents didn't have to be the heavy. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then you were the heavy hand. But they were. You know, they didn't resist with me. Right. We yeah. just, We made it fun. Yeah. We ate snacks and. Yeah. You know, yeah. Encouraging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then this is how the midwifery thing happened was I was, I was searching for something else and how I know my life needs changing is that I wake up in the middle of the night, just, I can't sleep oh. when I feel like my life is not on the right path. And I was doing that. I was, I said, okay, I need to find something else. And I went to a college reunion and somebody I knew, but I hadn't kept up with we're hanging out on campus talking. I said, what are you doing? And she said, oh, I'm a nurse midwife. And I was like, okay, you got to tell me about mm -hmm. this. And so she started talking. I was like, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. So um, I like a couple of weeks later, I woke up in the middle of the night thinking that's what I want to do. And after that, I slept soundly every night. Oh, wow. That is crazy. That is. To have a random con conversation and just be like, yeah, I'm going to go be a nurse midwife. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I had to, to had to do a lot of um, prerequisites and, yeah. and learn more. So, yeah. Yeah. So, the, and I really, in some ways, I didn't know what I was getting myself into completely. Right. Yeah. Well, how you know, you? right. Yeah. It's kind of like parenting. You really yeah. don't know what you really do. Yeah. <laughs> We still don't know where we've gotten ourselves into. It's been years. I'm like, oh, what did we do this for? Sometimes. Right. And one of the things I felt like, um, why I would be a good fit for it was that I had taught kids, mm -hmm. and what I didn't like about teaching, like classroom teaching, was that the groups of kids. I mean, I'm. <laughs> They were sometimes really terrible. They were sweet individually, <laughs> but they were terrible. Indiv yeah. Like as a class, we'd have to have yes. a talk every week. Okay, you guys. Get and this was a small I, private school. Like, yeah. and kids are like, they were pretty good, you know. Mm -hmm. You guys got to get know, your lives together. Like, stop talking. Stop hitting each other. Stop poking at each other. Right. But they're hormonal teenagers. Yeah. But I love them, yeah. you know. And uh, I was also... <clears throat> I've been doing capoeira, which is an Afro-Brazilian martial art. Wow. And I just, she just that. threw that out there. Yeah. Just, <laughs> and I had been doing it for a long time. And my group was in Portland and then just in Seattle. And I was teaching a class. And I was like, I can teach people things to do with their bodies. Mm -hmm. So I and I, you know, I have this kind of like sciencey mind mm -hmm. from my math physics side, and then my teachy communicative uh, yeah. mind with writing and teaching that I thought, mm -hmm. I think I could do this. Yeah. So I took prerequisites at the community college and then I applied um, initially to Oregon Health and Science University. I also, I also um, applied to Yale, but that was, I didn't get into that, but I went to the interview. Yeah, I went to the interview. Well, but it was like they had for their nursing program, they had like a hundred people there. I can't imagine how competitive that would be. Yeah. 
it was fun to and expensive. Go. Like yeah. it probably yeah. went the right way. Yeah, financially. Yeah, and also Staying. just just also <laughs> location wise, yeah, because like yeah. all our family, like my family's in Hawaii, and then um, my partner at that time, his family's in California. Yeah. So yeah. you know, and so I I got waitlisted the first year, and then I thought, oh. and so I ended up getting pregnant and having my son because I was getting older. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was one of those. Uh, advanced maternal age. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I was 38 when I finally had my son. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, an elderly primate. You yes. were an elderly primate. I primate. was, yes. How yes. rude that they call it that. I know. I just tease. I know. Yeah. yeah. Because you're still not very elderly. No, and, and I didn't feel elderly. Your child is almost you're decades grown. from elderly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> but, that's like, but that's like the dumb code that we're yeah. supposed to use. Right. Rude. Very rude. Or... What's the other one? Um, elderly or advanced maternal age or um, uh, I can't remember the other one. Shoot, it's terrible. It's equally terrible. I can't. Oh, geriatric. Geriatric. Like what do you mean? Yeah. So yeah. there's there wasn't really anything nice to say about you. Geriatric. Uh, I see ten wise. Right. Like um. Of reproductive age, they just don't go together. No, right. they really yeah. right. If you can still have a baby, you're not geriatric. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah, you can call me geriatric when I'm 85. Okay. Okay. Before and then, I'm just middle aged. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll I'll take that. Yeah. All right, it's good. I might yeah. be expanding the definition a little bit of middle aged. <laughs> no, that's all right. I think you know what. My grandma, she's in her 80s and she's living her best life. And I wouldn't necessarily call her geriatric mm -hmm. because she's traveling the globe with her new man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get it, grandma? Yeah. She is. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you too many details on it. Right. My grandma, she's special. Like we and all the grandma. <laughs> well, she's your grandma. Well, that's true. I don't fall far from that tree. I didn't. Oh. I didn't make that connection until just now. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah. All right. Well, so, that's cool. So then, um, so I have, then, so you applied for nursing school. Well, or was I, it a, I, a I, midwifery program? It was. Um, I applied to what's it called? It's not direct entry. Basically, you apply to the master's program and then you get into the nursing. So like program. a bridge program. Well, it's not a bridge because I wasn't a nurse. I applied to the master's program and then I got in. Then you get into the nursing program if you get accepted oh, to the master's I see. program. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. And so I got. Because you already had a, bachelor, a degree. A bachelor, yeah. yeah. And so I think I was, my cohort was the last year where you didn't get a BSN. Oh. So I have a bachelor's degree and I have a, a nursing certificate and then my master's of science. Oh, oh interesting. Mm -hmm. I guess I didn't know but that. But you don't have like a nursing degree. No. I have, I have my certificate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. But, but there was this thing that was happening. One of um, the group ahead of me, she had a double master's in public health and midwifery. And she was having trouble getting her license in Illinois because they require a BSN and she didn't have a BSN, oh. even though she had a double master's degree. I didn't think about that yeah. kind of issue. You're right. Because, yeah, when you're looking at jobs and stuff, they want like a BSN. Right. But I think, or at least the licensing, the yeah. like the state, because right. like the state of Alaska requires uh, RN license and um, your midwifery 
mm-hmm. license as well, right. but they don't require a, they require a master's degree. Oh, they don't. Okay. I see. But they don't require a bachelor's of, I see, of science I see, of nursing. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So interesting in different it states. Is. I wish they would just, but it's, that makes, I mean, there's so many pathways, you know, right. there's like so many pathways you, yeah. you can go. Mm-hmm. Very it cool. Just makes sense. Did you feel like, um, and this might be jumping ahead a little bit, but did you feel, do you feel like not having nursing experience was challenging when you started midwifery? Well, not having labor and delivery experience was definitely made it challenging, but the program was supposedly designed for, well, it wasn't exactly designed for that because I would say half my cohort had labor and delivery experience mm-hmm. and the other half were doing the same program. I yeah. And so it was um, like learning how to check cervixes. I was and just going to ask yeah. you, how long did it take you to find a cervix? Uh, well, it took me, Do you remember? I don't remember, but it took me probably, um, three months before I felt really like a little more comfortable about it. Uh Like I did that classic, Oh, she's nine, (laughs) but she's really like two because it's the cervix is pulled way behind. Yeah. Very posterior behind the baby's head. Yeah. I think that like the aha moment when you first feel your, how long did it take you? I didn't take very long because I, there was like, you know, six centimeters is the best cervix to check when you're learning. Right. Yeah. And so once I, I checked, it was, it was probably a month or mm-hmm. uh-huh. a month and a half before I like felt, okay, I know what I'm feeling. I, yeah. Um, I think it was like three or four weeks in the, yeah. um, the, I still remember the patient in the room I was in. She was yeah. like, you found it. Cause I told her I've never felt one. I was like, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea what Do I'm what feeling. I'm feeling. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because it's like really hard. It yeah. is so hard. Um, and she's like, okay. And then she realized that I actually found it. And from then on, I felt more comfortable. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think I found it within the first couple of weeks, yeah. but like not, there's always the challenging ones where right. you're like, yeah. I have no idea. The, yeah. That confidence in just being able mm-hmm. to feel around until you actually find it. Cause yeah. The vault is a space. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, and also of, you're you're inclined to go very fast yeah. with unmedicated yeah, women. Right. So. You don't want to put them in discomfort. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that was challenging. And then also um, when I moved here, there are a lot of old older nurses. And so I just didn't tell them I didn't have labor and delivery experience. Yeah. And um but you were so wise because I was a nurse when you came here. Mm-hmm. We kind of came at the same time. Yeah, I think you came a little bit before me. Yeah, yeah like, a like three bit. months. I feel like you started like right after or right about the same time I mm-hmm. started. And I, I feel like, I don't know if you remember this, but she would ask nurses their opinion on what to do or what they felt. Mm-hmm. And one that gained like their respect for you and just like appreciating that you Valued, valued their, their opinion yeah. um but also like secretively <laughs> you were like i don't know what to do yeah. so i mean there's always those those situations that yeah. you didn't encounter when you're a student right yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and, and then, that was a that could that was a tough group of nurses mm-hmm. too i mean they were they yeah, were they had been around they were the nurses at your young type yeah i mm-hmm. think when we first started yeah, that right. you're young yeah. and just like um They've been doing it for decades yeah. and this is the way and yeah. that's the way. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I felt like they were, most of them were pretty nice to me because yeah. I, I lured them in. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but, I, but I feel like, wise. I mean, I feel like there's two ways of working. Like I'm not a hierarchical person, so mm-hmm. I like working with people. Yeah. I don't want to work for people and I don't necessarily want people working for me. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally as a provider, you do have to like, tell somebody, you yeah. know, we got to really do this and you need to do it now right. because, well, that's the nature yeah. of it. Yeah. 
right but generally i like to work with people yeah and i think that's what makes you special i think so too i think that's because, why everyone likes working with you yeah i've never heard a bad thing about you not a single thing not a single that's good yeah i'm glad yeah yeah so um so here was your first my first job so i have a question about school going back mm -hmm. a little bit to school um, did you ever, like, did you know when you started that program that you had made the right decision or were you unsure? Cause it's quite the jump, right? You had like no medical experience, you mm -hmm. weren't a nurse and then you're going to get this advanced degree in something that you were well, I, you know, responsible I had, for like. Well, I did wise. the nursing program and I felt like the nursing pro program, um, I went to Oregon health and science university in Portland and, uh, I felt like the nursing program was intellectually like challenging, but not super hard right. but i also felt like the preceptors in the in the nursing program were really great mm, like they yeah. really were super supportive yeah. and yeah. very um very kind and they were like how did you feel about that and yeah. um i felt really well supported and i it actually opened my eyes up to the profession of nursing yeah. of like wow there's so many cool things you can do as a nurse seriously oh, yeah the options that's the selling endless. point of being a nurse yeah. yeah there's a million things you can do yeah. yeah, and I that I loved. I loved almost every single of my rotations. Really, I did. Yeah. What, is there something else that you would have thought that you could do besides midwifery or uh, labor and delivery world? Not really. I mean, I just appreciated all of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just really I, li I liked them all, but I knew that this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed wound care. Oh, oh, that was, I knew in nursing school, that was one of the two things I knew I was not going to be a wound care nurse. Well, I didn't want to do wound care, but I just loved like all those big wounds. Uh, no. Somebody I went to school with, that was her first like little rotation. And that's what she ended up doing. Really? I don't know. I don't know if she's still doing it, but that's what yeah. she ended up doing. She just loved like there's those vacuums and yeah. like mm -hmm. you're just watching the healing process. I just think it's really cool. But I, I wouldn't appreciate wanna, the coolness, but yeah, I wouldn't want to do it every day. No. Yeah. I I the most fascinating rotation was on the abdominal transplant. Abdominal transplant. Abdominal like transplant? liver transplants, kidney transplant. Oh yeah. And they and they, <laughs> and they all oh. and they also did um uh their uh traumatic plastic surgery. Like people oh, with like big accidents, yeah. and so I got to watch some of those. Oh, you did? And cool. I got to use leeches. Oh, yes. you did? Yes. I was just talking to my husband about leeches, and I was like, they use that for mm -hmm. wound healing. He's like, they do not. So I had to show him a, a, yeah. a picture for proof. Wow. This woman had um, gotten her finger almost completely cut off in a, um, a log splitting machine. Ooh. And um, so they, re they were able to like reattach all the little capillaries, but the venous return was not there yet. And so we just attached leeches to the end of her finger. Wow. And then you'd have to hunt in the bed for him because you'd find oh, a oh, bloody trail. Oh <laughs> what, a bloody trail? Oh, because they're actually blood. Yeah. Because then they're oh. full and then they... Yeah, they and then you dispose of them. How did this lady feel about the leeches? Just like she was just she was out of it. whatever? Okay, she yeah. was down. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was pretty out of it. Oh, but. man. Interesting. And it was hard to tell which end of the leech you were supposed to try to attach. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you were specifically trying to attach them to a specific spot. To the finger, yeah. yeah. But like which end but of the, the leech? Like, like right. the sucky end and which is the, but the tail. The tail. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. That is actually really funny. Yeah. What a great story. So what was your favorite surgery to see? I I only got to see 
ortho surgeries. Oh gosh, did you well, see any amputations? No, I saw two um, prosthetic removals. Oh. In these. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like carpentry, huh? When they're yeah. removing that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, just the power tools and Oops. Yeah. smell of burning bone. Yeah, yeah. 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 fun. Yeah, nursing school is cool. Yeah, it is really cool. You get to see so many cool so things. Many things. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. And then the midwifery program, like by the time I got there, I felt like I was ready. Yeah. But that was, um, I was a, it was a challenging program because yeah. you're on call. Like they, they lead you up to being like on call, but you know, you're still doing your advance, you know, your nurse practitioner part. Right. So, um, you know, you're taking your advance pharmacology and yeah. advanced pathophysiology yeah. and yeah. All those know. really hard classes. Yeah, yeah. Super hard classes. And just the, the rotations and, you know, working in clinic and then, then eventually working, you know, being on call and working, taking a, a week night or, you know, one day a week for 24 hours being on call. And you were a mom now. Yeah. Yeah. I had, yeah. I started nursing school when my son was about 16 months old. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. Tough. That's mm -hmm. tough. Yeah. And once I got to the on call part, it was more challenging because I wouldn't be home at night. So, right. um, First, it was his dad, and then his dad and I split up. And then so I had two two friends who would take care of him, one of whom would, like, pick him up from daycare and stay at my house and sleep with oh. him because we co-slept and then drive him to daycare, and then I would oh. pick, him the, pick him up the next day. Yeah. Wow. So, How hard, though, to yeah. have to count on other people um, and, and, to and be away from to him. miss yeah. time. Mm -hmm. But in doing so, you help people every day. Yeah. yeah. I would say being a single parent and, and a midwife has been really challenging. And I don't know if I could recommend it to somebody with young children. Yeah. Unless you have a lot of family support. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I know, I mean, I just remember over the years, you know, just hearing about challenging babysitter issues mm -hmm. and stuff. And or my son coming with me to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> sleeping yeah. in the call room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Yep. Man. I'm I'm very fortunate because I have, you know, my husband's support and his family too, and and his family is here, mm -hmm. and yeah, so we just have a lot of surrounding yeah. support because this job is very challenging. It's very demanding. It is yeah. very. It's the reason why I decided that was not for me. Yeah, yeah, because you would be a good midwife. I would. would yeah, mm -hmm. I I would enjoy it a lot. I think, but it's just I I can't be on call twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a hard life. Yeah. Well, it's not always 24 seven, I know, but depending like on where you are, but yeah, it's definitely a, a choice. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's a right. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you graduated, mm -hmm. you passed your boards. I did. And then did you have to take them more than once? No. Very good. <laughs> so my That's favorite thing about it. Tanya ta talking about her boards and I haven't told her, I was going to share this. <laughs> Is that um, there are questions on the boards that are like sample questions or like practice questions or like trial questions. Yeah, trial but questions. Are they the ones that don't count? They don't, but you don't count, know. But you don't know which, they, you are. Don't know which ones they are. And yeah. so at the bottom of every question, you can write a response of why that's a terrible question. Oh, really? Or like, or, or like if it didn't make sense or, or like whatever. And sure. so 
um, one of the questions was the treatment for syphilis, right? Mm -hmm. And Tanya was just like telling all about like taking time out of the test to say, this is a terrible question. I would look this up every time. Syphilis isn't, you know, and she go, she went on this whole spiel, <laughs> how it shouldn't be a question because you would use your resources to find the answer. Because, it, time. because it's so infrequent yeah. that yeah, I would, I would, I would check my resources. I would check the CDC yeah, right, exactly. website every single yeah. time. And know? I'm sorry, but I think that, Answer alone passes the boards. I know. <laughs> I agree. Like, but I just love that about you because you're like, I'm going to take the time to to actually help them and tell them that this is a terrible question. I was also very annoyed. So yeah, it was it was more motivated by the annoyance. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just feel feel like NCLEX questions and other kinds of NCLEX is the um, the nursing the nursing yeah. certification yeah. Yeah. boards. Another that's a terrible test. The midwifery test at least make, made sense. So you passed your boards. I did, and you gave them good advice. I tried for future midwives such as myself, because I don't think that was a question on my board. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you're like, okay, where am I going to work? Yeah, exactly. So what were your choices? So I was hoping to stay in initially in Portland because that's where I was living. And you know where my support system was, um, but it's really hard to get a job where you go to school as a new graduate. Oh, really? And Portland was a very desirable, and probably still is a desirable place to live. And so they could recruit people from anywhere to come to Portland because oh. it had a lot of good quality of Why life. Why is it challenging yeah. if you did your studentship there? Well, because there's only so many midwifery positions, positions and sure. people stay in them a long time. There's not yeah. a lot of shifting. So I, um, I applied for a position in Vancouver, Washington, which is just across the river, which isn't far, um, but they had somebody more experienced get the position. And then I, I just looked around and I, I think I applied for a job in Idaho. <laughs> and that seems random. Well, it's close. I mean, it's, it's, oh, it's, sure. yeah, it's, it's close. Yeah, it was yeah. My son's, you yeah. know, my son's dad lives in California. So that we wanted sense. to be kind of in that area. And then um, a friend of mine, from my undergraduate college uh, messaged me on Facebook and said, hey, um, I, hear, I see you just finished your program and um, she lives, she was living in Toke. Oh. Yeah, and, she, and if you had asked me in college, you know, which of my friends would be in Alaska, she would might be the one of the last people. Okay. Because, you know, she always had nice shoes and like here she is living in a, really and small town very, very small, small area, little. Yeah. yeah but anyway she's had um she said well my my friend who's a midwife is looking to job share oh yeah Interesting. and um because she was going to travel with her daughter and was going to homeschool and she was just wanted to um spend more time with her daughter and um and i thought oh well that sounds interesting yeah and i interviewed I why well, applied and I interviewed well I got a phone call I got a phone interview with <laughs> yeah Dr. Barrett and um the funny thing is I actually also applied to China oh, did I, I got a phone interview with um uh, Dr. Hoganson okay. yeah and but um Carl said well why don't you come up and see if you like it here so I got a plane ticket for the first full weekend, like around the 9th of September, which 
is not a bad time of year. It's, it is a totally deceptive time to come. Yeah, yes. I agree. <laughs> and it's the first time I had spent more than a night away yeah. from my son. Oh, okay. And so, but I flew in and all the aspens were bright They're yellow. Like it was beautiful. so beautiful. And I'm like, yeah. I know this is a trap. <laughs> I know because one of my questions for you on our list is like, how does somebody who grew up in Hawaii end up in this cold, frigid place well, that you're telling us now? Well, via Oregon. Yeah. And I had lived in central Oregon where it snows. It doesn't get nearly this cold. Right. Um, but, it, you know, I had lived in snowy, a snowy yeah. place for a few years. Um, and and really, like, it was less of an interview, more as like to get to know you and sure. is this the right place for you? Yeah. Like, is this a good fit? Yeah. Could you see yourself living here yeah. for right longer than a minute. Right. right. And I think also so they could set eyes on me and know yes. that maybe I wasn't a psychopath. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, if you don't know somebody, yeah. um, right. Especially yeah. in a position like that. You know, yeah. And, and you also, want somebody you can trust. And also because there, there was no like, I was a new graduate, mm -hmm. like that was obvious. So it wasn't like you could be like, well, what's your experience? Right. You know, it was just, yeah. do you yeah. fit in? Right. And so I was offered the job and, um, Dr. Barak wanted me to come like the next month. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I have to, <laughs> I have a house because I own my house in Portland. Yeah. And I need to like, like figure out what to do with all my stuff and all that. So I, I didn't actually end up moving until the beginning of January yeah. of 2010. Yeah. And I thought this would be fun to do for a couple of years. I put my stuff in storage and my friend yeah. was going to rent my house out for me. And yeah. um, How yeah, long have a couple of years. Here? Yeah. I've been here for 13 years now. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. 13 years <laughs> this month. Yeah. Yeah, we you come you think you're coming for a short period of time. Yeah, and that's you, what happened to Christina. Yeah, uh, yes, I came up here for, here for thirteen weeks. Yeah, no, and here we are, <laughs> was, thirteen and a half years later. Like, I had committed we, to thirteen yeah. weeks thirteen years ago. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's yeah. So, um, how scary though for you to move your entire life and have your little one mm -hmm. and move to a place that you had no no support L literally and with such little access to things it's so expensive to come in and out takes but a long time. The, the office is great for family yes yes and it, so, th that was in the old office which is in the medical dental arts building okay. and it was very small i yeah. forgot that that mm -hmm. was even a thing yeah downstairs <laughs> and now it's a vast building i mean i forgot that he i just feel like i know that he hasn't always been in that building mm -hmm. but it just has been so long I just feel like well i remember having dinner with them during my my interview weekend and he's like well we're gonna i'm gonna build a clinic and i thought this was like the five or ten year plan and because he pulled out a placemat with drawings <laughs> on it and i thought okay but then when i moved here he says I'm looking at property right now and like the next I think the next year or the year after that we moved into the, yeah. the big clinic yeah 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 it's beautiful mm -hmm. it is and it's beautiful Tanya and I are office mates yeah. yes so we get to see a lot of each other yeah. we're kind of like the odd couple <laughs> we are the odd couple mm -hmm. but you know I don't know if you recognize this, but people will flock to our office. That's where all it's of the talking happens. So fun. We are fun. It's a good and we're time. revamping things in our in our office to create kind of a vibe. What do you mean? We're, we want it to be Huga, which is Huga. Huga. What's that? I think I'm saying it right. 
um, it's like a Norwegian way of living. Cozy. Where it's like cozy and comfortable and no overhead lights. Oh, so okay. I, I love I have, that. I, I have love that. String lights of, um, yeah. of like salt lamps that were gifted yeah. to me along my desk. And we have little lamps on. Desk and lamps. Yeah. Our um, sad lights are on. Okay. Or happy lights. Right. I don't know if what the seasonal <laughs> They're supposed to disorder lights. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a nice vibe. And mm -hmm. so people are coming and yeah. Yeah. And the only reason I say we're the odd couple is that Christina's very organized and I'm a cluttered mess. <laughs> yeah. So my like I my stacks of papers are kind of like all yeah. but this way and that way, and you know. Yeah. And I have post-its in a line. <laughs> <laughs> color they're not, coordinated. They're no. not quite color coordinated. No. Don't be crazy. But... <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like it was a far off comment. Today. No, it's not. No. And like, if you open my drawer, there's not one or two or three containers full of office products. It's like the whole drawer is full of very organized stuff. It's like a staple store right in her Desk. And yeah. Tani can't ever find her AirPods. Like, <laughs> no, I can't That's find how my anything. My desk at work is. I can't yeah. keep my my life together. At all. It's okay. Mm -hmm. We're all you know. We manage. We right. Do. Yeah. Right. So, um, what is your favorite part about being a midwife? I like the fact that I get to do a bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. Yes, which is cool. You know, one of the things I didn't really know about was the whole women's health thing mm -hmm. when I, before I started. Yeah. And I, I love that part. Cause you think about midwifery as just being, yeah. you know, catching babies and yeah. prenatal care and yeah. 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 And I like that. I love that stuff. I love catching yeah. babies. Yeah. Um, but I really like the clinic work too. Yeah. And just using your analytical mind to figure things out. Yeah. And just also be, and just make people feel reassured about what's going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And taking care of non-pregnant women. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm sorry, Megan, I'm taking over all the questions, but no, um, what's your favorite procedure in the clinic to do? Mm, I, I mean, it's not really related to what I was trained, but I really like removing molds and I stuff. I was just going to say that's, that's my favorite removing thing. Removing molds? I love to remove things off the skin. Interesting. We like cutting people open. <laughs> I wouldn't think that that was something that you guys did. Yeah, we just we you can you can just learn it and do it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So I mean, that's the thing about being a nurse midwife is that you actually are an advanced practice nurse practitioner, and you're a primary care provider yeah. right, too. And mm -hmm. so you can dabble in a little bit of everything, mm -hmm. and if, as long as it doesn't have a penis, right? You know, unless they're little. Babies, which you can actually under the midwifery scope, you can take care of babies up to 28 days mm -hmm. of life. But and do circumcisions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You can I didn't trained. know that was in the scope. That yeah. Cool. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that um, you can do that's outside of just pregnancy, birth, and yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Things. I love removing moles. I like. Um, that's procedure-wise. Yeah. Yeah. And I like putting in explanons because they're pretty fast. Yeah. Do you like taking out explants? Not as much. <laughs> Not as much. Yeah. <laughs> they can be elusive and mm -hmm. really frustrating. Right. Yeah. I was going to ask you what your least favorite thing is, but I'm not going to do that because, you know, right. there's, there's so many. I'm going to say that my least favorite thing to do in the office is to chart. That's what oh, I was charting. Say. Yeah. Charting. I was going to say that's the obvious answer. It's yeah. the homework. It's the homework. <laughs> like, 
like charting is like laundry. I say it all the time. It, it's yeah. never ending. That's mm -hmm. the least favorite thing. And if I could just take care of people, yeah. I would have so much more time in life to just right. care for people. Right. But I have to chart what I did, which is mm -hmm. a pain. Yeah. It is. It is. It's it's the worst part. Yeah. Of all the jobs. And I don't think it actually has to be as difficult as is as it as is. It is. Right. It's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's all, all so. these hoops that you have to check off for. Yeah. And one of the kind of side things that I feel like I bring to the clinic is that I'm kind of like, I try to make things easier for people, like make mm -hmm. templates in the computer oh. system and yeah. And just make things easier for she people. She tries to help us. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause everything's on the computer, mm -hmm. you know, now and it can be challenging. Yeah. Right. I'm just looking at the questions here. Okay. So what are so your job is very demanding mm -hmm. right you spend a lot of time working and like how do you what do you do this is this is a question that i always want my students to think about and they always ask too like what do you do to decompress and make sure that like all the stress from your job isn't going home with you um i try to get outside a lot yeah and um what kind of winter sports do you like i like cross-country skiing and fat biking Okay. But I'm a fair weather fat biker. I'm not going to go if it's probably below zero or really below five degrees above mm -hmm. zero. And uh, I sometimes run in the winter. I have a dog. And yeah. really, I started running George. because of the dog. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's a great companion to, yeah. to go on adventures. And you did a half marathon just last I year. I did. That was a goal of mine. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. And you did it. I did yeah. it. That's so cool. The best part was... Um, seeing my son meet me at like the last half mile and he ran from where he was watching for me down and ran with me for a little oh, ways and oh, then, then so met sweet. me at the, at the finish line. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. Yeah. That was the best part. Yeah. That was a beautiful day. It's an incredible day to be yeah. running yeah. and just being outside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, did you feel when you got to Alaska that this is a place you wanted to, like, when did you realize like, I don't think you're going anywhere anytime soon. I, no, I, I don't know. I'm just speculating. But like, when did you realize like this is where you want to spend your life? Well, I had been here for like two and a half years, and I thought, well, if I leave now, I'm just getting to the good part. Mm -hmm. Like the first year is hard. Yeah. To so like not hard. not about Alaska, but just figuring to figuring out the job, the people, figure out the, the job, space, and the... like what I'm doing, and yeah. and you you start getting repeat. Um, um, oh, yeah. clients basically yeah. and, and delivering their second babies or, and I thought I can't leave now. Like I finally got used to it. Right. And yeah. so, um, I thought, well, I'll see what happens. And it's really cool to see people and their families mm -hmm. and they come back and they just, it's a special, yeah. you know, you create your, like you create this special little bubble in, yeah. in your own community of, and you've caught so many babies, mm -hmm. like, and, and you've just touched so many people. It's, mm -hmm. it's hard to leave that and start fresh somewhere new. Yeah. And what I also like is some of my patients, you know, they were like 18 years old yeah. and now they're 30, yeah. 31. And like, they've grown up yeah. and I'm like, you know, but when they were 18, you're like, Oh, like it's yeah. going to be so hard for them, yeah. but they figured it out yeah. and they've gotten it together and yeah. they have a family and they're just mature. And that's, I mean, that's also yeah. great. Not yeah. only just seeing like the kids grow up, but just seeing, um, yeah, see them cool. develop into who they are, you yeah. know, because you're really kind of unformed when you're right. 18. <laughs> At least <Right>. I was. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that 
we haven't asked you about your job that you think is important for people to know? I don't know. I think you covered it. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking the story. Yeah. It's such a, like not typical, well, I don't know what a typical journey is for midwives, but it's just started off. So, but you're, you're just pleasantly unique. And I feel like all of your previous experiences are why you're so good at what you do. Yeah. It should bring something different. You know, yeah. it's like when we were precepting medical students, like mm -hmm. some of the most interesting ones were the ones who were older and had done different things, uh -huh. you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, you just have a different take on things, a different yeah. perspective. Yeah. You I can um, identify with a lot more mm -hmm. different types mm -hmm. of yeah. um, families and um, you're accepting of all the the different, mm -hmm. the, right. the different or the yeah. unique. Um, and I do like working with older moms too, mm -hmm. for first time moms in their late thirties. Cause they're like, I'm so old. I'm like, I was, I was yeah. old too. Yeah. <laughs> you can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So tell us about your birth story. Oh do you want to? Yes. Sure. You want to hear all about, hear all about it. it. it okay. So, you know, I was already on the path of becoming a midwife. And um, when I was um, early in my pregnancy, my dad died. And so like, that was really hard. And, yeah. um, but I did get a little bit of money and I was like, okay, this would be for, for school when I go to school and all that. And, um, I was reading Ina May's book. I was probably like three or four months pregnant and I was reading spiritual midwifery. My favorites. Yes. And I was like, Oh, it'd be so great to go to the farm and have a baby. And yeah. My son's dad, Josh, he was like, well, why don't, why don't you, why don't we do this? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, and, <laughs> and so it was really his idea. Wow. And so um, I called and talked to one of the midwives there and we had several phone conversations. This is like, I mean, the internet was around, but it wasn't quite what it is now. You know, yeah. and I think I emailed and then I called and I, I had a couple of phone visits and they said, well, why don't you come out and, and visit? And so when I was um, five months pregnant, we flew out to Tennessee and went to the farm. Yeah. And that's so crazy to think about. Seriously, that gives me the chills. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was um, January and it was, you know, was kind of cool, but not cold. And um, we wandered around and um, met people. And uh, it's a very interesting place because it, it was a commune and it, kind of went through this rise and fall and and now is more of a um, intentional community. So you have to apply to live there if you want to live there. And you might own your house, but you don't own the land because mm -hmm. it belongs to the community. And so people have their businesses and they have like a community dinner once a week. Oh, and you have to pay, but it's vegetarian. And yeah. Um, so we got a really good feeling about it. And so we decided to, to go for it. And um, so that required lots of kind of preparation. Yeah, yeah. especially because it was so far from mm -hmm. home. Yeah. yeah. And so we um, we bought a VW Eurovan. You did? Yeah. That's so cool. To go to the farm. Yeah. Well, we were like, we have to travel, you know. Yes. It's something we wanted anyway. Yeah. So um, we left the first week of March, maybe March 4th or 5th. And we started driving and I mean, we had lived in Southwestern Colorado and we stopped there and we went to different hot, like natural hot springs along the way, both built up and not built up. And 
Um, we just had a good time traveling. We stopped in Hot Springs, Arkansas. I was, uh, I, I was due April 4th. So it was a month before my due date. Okay. And I was like, but then we're, I was thinking like, what happens if I go into labor on the road? Yeah. And we're like, well, we'll just well, find a hospital really. or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, we had our ancient dog with us. We had two dogs and a friend of mine had offered to take care of the younger one, but the older one, she was like, I'm just afraid she's going to die. Aww. And she didn't want to have that be on her. Like, even though she knew it, but we wouldn't be upset and right. it wouldn't be her fault. She just like, I can't do that. Can't. Yeah. So we had our ancient dog with us and who was just really decrepit. <laughs> but we, we camped most on the way there. We took the Southern um, route across country and um, went through, uh, northern texas and oklahoma i mean really what an adventure and like you're pregnant i was yeah in like Europe in. <laughs> camping yeah and uh you know there was the pop top and i was like i'm not climbing up in the pop no. top <laughs> yeah and there was a bed down the below so i slept down there and josh slept on the top and um and then we drove through hot springs arkansas which is a cool spot yeah and then we got to the farm and it was, I remember we got there on um, St. Patrick's Day and oh. it was a Thursday and that was the night of their dinner. Okay, and so we so went to the, a few weeks to go. Yeah. And um, so we had dinner at the, the kind of, and met people. And then um, we stayed in the downstairs of my midwife's house. Oh. Like she had an apartment. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so I had, you know, I had some prenatal visits. We just mostly wandered around and um, we went and just explored a little bit. We went to Nashville for a, you know, an afternoon and yeah. wandered around and we visited the Jack Daniels distillery. Oh, <laughs> Which I was like the pregnant lady, at the right? day. but it's a dry County. So they don't, oh. they don't actually serve whiskey oh. at the distillery. Interesting. Oh. That's, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we just, you know, we went to, and this is Amish country, you know? And um, so you'd see, people like these horse and buggies and um you go to walmart and there's places for horse and buggies to really that you could tie up mm -hmm. wow that's cool yeah i like that yeah and so my due date passed oh, and i'm just sure. waiting and at that point i'm like okay you know i know from my reading i'm not a midwife yet but you know pregnancies can go to 41 weeks or even 42 and once i got to 41 weeks and i thought Oh my God, I am so done. <laughs> we we went on walks every night and I, I, I was getting, it was really hard for me to walk. Yeah. At this point. yeah. So, and you are short. You're in like you a are, short tour. I was very short tour. So I, I look like I swallowed a watermelon <laughs> and it was cantilevered out from my yes, belly. Yeah. And so I would go for walks and sometimes I would have to send Josh back to get the van and pick me up. <laughs> I would say the dog is tired. She's very old. <laughs> But but then one night, um, middle of the night, I got up to the bathroom. And I just kind of felt this pop, and mm -hmm. um, I didn't have a big like. Now I now I'm thinking like, did my water really break? But I you know I started like later that day, later that morning, started contracting. We didn't wake up my midwife. She's like, why didn't you wake me up? I'm like, it didn't seem like necessary. Necessary, you or know, urgent. Urgent. Yeah. And so um, she had me watch my temperature, and eventually later that day, I started having contractions. Yeah. And I remember just thinking, like, we're just wandering around in the, you know, my, the plan was to deliver in that little apart downstairs apartment. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, I wandered around and having contractions and it was beautiful kind of, you know, early spring day. And um, 
she actually had used because of the way my belly was out she had actually wrapped a, like a sarong around my belly to kind of like keep the baby up a oh, little bit yeah. oh. i remember thinking as the contractions got stronger like this is starting not to feel great yeah yeah <laughs> and um but i thought well i it you know it it could feel worse i yeah. feel like i have a good imagination like at, at one point i thought it doesn't feel like a shark's biting off my leg so yeah <laughs> you're right um and you know i don't like you know your sense of time gets really warped when you're in labor like you don't really you're yeah. in your animal brain mode um i don't ever feel like my contractions were overwhelming but i felt like i was getting tired mm -hmm. and then i was in the shower and then all of a sudden like i felt something shift and it was like the contraction stopped and i'm like i feel like i need to gonna have to push soon yeah and so i pushed eventually i got i had the urge to push and i pushed yeah. and i pushed and um um, at various points, different midwives came in. So item may came in for a while. Wow. And then that is, crazy. that is so cool. I can't, she, I can't believe she was at your labor. Yeah. And I met her earlier too, like yeah. at one of the other dinners and, um, met her husband, husband, Steven, and you know, some of the yeah. other people there. Exactly. And, um, I pushed and I pushed and I, I was like, I pushed for four or five hours. Oh my God. And then finally they're like, his heart rate's going down. We need to go to the hospital. So, I'm lying in the back seat of the van and our <laughs> midwife is in her vol her ancient Volvo tootling in front of us. And I'm like, do I stop pushing? And I couldn't not push, yeah, you know, it was just you and Josh in the van. Yeah. And she's and driving her, her little Volkswagen, no, her, um, her, her Volvo station wagon. And she's not driving very fa fast. I remember. And Josh is like, I wish she would drive faster. Uh, just like 20 minutes to the hospital. Right. Yeah. And you're complete. Yeah. And I've and been pushing. I mean, pushing. the baby could rotate at any time and just fall out. Right. But yeah. <laughs> and you're in this van. I'm just like, how terrifying. Yes. It was a little like, and it's like windy roads. Like we're not on the highway. Right. So we get to Maori regional hospital in Columbia, Tennessee. Okay. And, um, now that I look back on it, like they had me in the OR and they're oh, like, they did. yeah, they're like, we're going to try a vacuum. Like we want you to have a spinal. And I'm like, I'm not in pain. And, and, but I wouldn't. And I was like, okay, fine. You know, they're like, well, if it, you know, like we just want you to be no barriers and getting the baby out, but I couldn't sit with my feet down. I said, I can't, I'm sitting on my baby's head. So they let me do cross-legged and they, I got a spinal and it was like, you wanted to do a cross-legged uh -huh. spinal. We're talking about the dancer here. Okay. That's She's true. So flexible. Yeah. 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 I just didn't want to like sitting like this on yeah. my baby's head felt really bad. <laughs> and so they gave me a spinal and I mean, I got the episiotomy in the vacuum and uh, he came out, but it was good. He was born in a hospital because he had a, um, a pneumothorax. Oh, he did. So oh, he had a God. hole in his lung. And so we, you know, he was in the, in, in oxygen hood, which to me looked like a big candy jar put over his head. <laughs> I remember like they wheeled me and I'm like, why I haven't I seen an oxygen hood in years? Yeah, years. They, they don't, we don't do them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I forgot about oxygen hoods. And so then they were like, after a while, they're like, you know, he's stable, but you know, if we have to try to get any of that fluid out, I mean, any of that air out, the pediatrician there was like, I do this once a year. I don't, like, I think baby needs to go to Vanderbilt. Oh, my goodness. So he went to Vanderbilt, but we were too tired to drive. Yeah, and I yeah. was recovering from having a spinal. Right. And yeah. so I, they got me a pump, and I pumped. I set my alarm on my phone every two hours. 
I popped. And you were separated from him. I know. Yeah. It was it was terrible. That's oh. terrible. But then the next morning, um, Josh had gone back to the farm and got some clothes and our dog. And um, we went to Vanderbilt and he spent four days there. Okay, not bad. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he, he, he pretty much was okay by the end of the 24 hours, but they were wanting him to pee more. Because okay. they had given, given him some antibiotics too. I see. Yeah. And so finally, we asked um, Josh's mom to fly out. And so she... And they let all of us stay in his NICU room. He had a we had a private room. Oh wow! Well, I wish that's how it is in Anchorage. Really, it was one of the, at least one of the hospitals they have. The, yeah, it's like mm -hmm. a. Oh, that's nice. It's like a private room. I think it was supposed to be a double, but um, they let the three of us stay in there. Okay. We had a a recliner and then a pullout bed like we have now, and then um, Josh's mom got a mattress from the van and slept on it on the floor, and then she'd go out and take the dog for a walk, and she would get, bring back food for us. Oh wow. Yeah, that's always stressful, though. I mean, mm -hmm. what a you were transferred from place to place to place. Yeah, right. And I, you know, nobody was looking after me, but I felt fine. Yeah. You know, you know, I really was not in a lot of pain, and my bleeding was okay. And but that's a challenge too. Like mm -hmm. you know, your whole pregnancy focuses on you, and then one of the things that happens is that babies are born and then it's all about the baby yeah, yeah everybody forgets about our mamas <laughs> mm -hmm. and you've just had this like experience mm -hmm. and even when it's not traumatic it can feel traumatic yeah. and then everybody's attention is somewhere else do you feel like you coped okay with that yeah i feel like i was in survival mode like the, the focus was on yeah. the baby it was like breastfeeding because the first right. you know he was very sleepy and he had an IV in his head. Yeah. Which, which is scary. Yeah. But one of the easiest places to yeah. put yeah. a baby. Common, yeah. Terrible for uh, it just looks terrible. Yeah. It does. It looks yeah. gnarly. So um we got released and we went back to the farm for probably probably five days. And you know, and then we packed up and we drove back. And that was, that was the, that drive back drive was harder. Back. Yeah. I was going to say like, you're having to stop every couple of hours with so, yeah. your baby. Yeah. And I felt like I was sitting all the time because yeah. I was sitting in the car and then I was sitting On in your episiotomy. But, yeah. But that, oh, that's right. that didn't actually bother me. I just felt oh. like I was numb. Not moving. Yeah. It's and, but it was just sitting and sitting. And then we, we drove the Northern route back. And so it was still cold and snowy yeah. in places. So we stayed in yeah. more motels. Okay. Stuff. I was going to mm -hmm. ask for you camping. We did camp some of the time. Yeah. And that was fine. With a but newborn. I know. You're so well, we had a van. But I guess, we yeah. had a van. So it was like. <laughs> we had a van. It's fine. And our decrepit dog who didn't really notice that there was a baby. A new addition. <laughs> <laughs> How long did the dog live? Um, oh. a, Like we put her to sleep like maybe two months later. She okay. had trouble walking and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. But she had a, you had a, a nice adventure she with did. you guys. She did. Yeah, that's so cool. She actually went on a walkabout, and we had to make a lost dog poster. Oh, no. <laughs> She's deaf. Wait, where was that at? At the farm. She, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I saw a copy of the poster, a picture of the poster. It is hilarious because Josh made it, and he cannot draw. And I'm like, it's just like, like what is that? <laughs> <laughs> like a stick figure dog, you know? Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> And you put it up at the farm? Yeah. <laughs> and then she was found? And she was found, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She was a wanderer. She was yeah. a husky. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is so that funny. That is funny. And then when they can't hear. Right. I know. That's, that's a, yeah. She gamer. didn't listen when she was younger. And then as she got older. <laughs> and then there was, like, two, two or three years where she was, like, okay, I'll listen. And then she stopped being able to hear. So. And then yeah. what can you do? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Wow, that's cool. I have a I have a couple questions about the farm. Yeah. Maybe just one. So what what's the criteria to be able to like have a baby there? Like you can just anyone can just go. Well, you have to call sure. and talk to them. And mm -hmm. I mean, I think they have a few people who come from out of state, but mostly they serve probably like local, locals, like local Tennessee people. Yeah. So you don't have to live on the farm to. No. To no, they have a birth. I think they have a birth center. But I just, you know, was like kind of, I'm going to do a home birth, do basically. Do tours or something? Can you just go get a tour of the farm? Yeah. You can. Yeah. You have to, I think they have days. And we should go. Oh, my gosh. Go. Well, they also, the farm. they also do work. I mean, because it's, there's other businesses and stuff. So yeah. the, the midwifery clinic is like a historically important part, but it's right. not the only the thing only there. Thing there. Um, but what's interesting is that of the original people, their kids have moved back. Some of their really? kids have moved back to have their kids wow. and live there. Mm -hmm. That is oh, so that's cool. cool. Yeah. And it was, it's interesting because the farm is, it's not a working farm anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be, it's a beautiful spot. Um, but it definitely feels like a hippie reservation Yeah, because yeah. you get off of it and you're in, you're in Tennessee, uh -huh. you know? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But, um, we, we really liked it yeah. there. Yeah. It's a great place to raise kids. And cause there's, you know, people around and yeah. people are like, oh, you know, come up and talk to you about your pregnancy. Like, Oh, I was born here. And you yeah. know, like, when are you due? And yeah. all that kind of stuff. So that's really neat. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. You're so cool. You are. I agree. <laughs> You're so cool. Do you, um, do you have any advice for the mamas out there listening or for, those who aren't a mama about anything in life. Oh, I don't know. That's a broad question. That's a very broad I question. I don't but know. I just feel like you're the, you got good knowledge. Like I think like you just have good insight to just worldly things. Yeah. So I think just it's never, it, there's no harm in going beyond your, your, your comfort uh, zone. I think that's oh, actually like that. wise advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also I think, you know, particularly in pregnancy and birth and like, sometimes you just got to have to surrender into yeah. what's going on and not yeah. fighting it. Yeah. yeah. We were just talking about that we actually were. and how empowering that surrender is yeah. just to, to have, but also to um, witness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cause you can't control everything. No. Right. And especially this, right. yeah. this, this is, you have like no, hardly any control. No, yeah. no. But, you know, um, a friend of mine, my friend who I went to Indonesia with, we'd be, you know, we were in places where we didn't speak the language and we can't, we're, for a while, like we landed in Bangkok and we traveled through Thailand and um, we'd be like, oh, we want to go to this spot. But we sometimes went the wrong way. And so we <laughs> went to the wrong place and we called it successive approximation oh. so like you like you shoot for a spot but maybe you end up someplace interesting yeah. instead yeah that's was, so cool uh, yeah i, I think like that's that. a good mm -hmm. way to actually live like, life, live life. See? yeah yeah she's full of wisdom exactly that's what I'm telling you. my friend's really good at finding bakeries though she was like i <laughs> hey no sense of direction we'll find a bakery, find a bakery. <laughs> <laughs> she can It'll be my friend <laughs> yes Oh man, this has been fun. Yes. Thank you for spending some time with us. Yeah, yeah. this is fun. I've really been fun. enjoying listening to your podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. It's like listening. hanging out with you guys. I know. Yeah. <laughs> We're enjoying doing it and yeah. this is really cool. So yeah. maybe we can have you back for something else exciting. Yeah. 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 Yay. Sure. My work wife is the best. 
Yes. Well, I think you're the best, and I think you're you, the best too. You guys I've had are really my good two ex- very most favorite people to work with. Actually, I was at work this weekend, and I, I said, I just want to work with Christina and Tanya, just Christina. And Tanya. I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't pick and choose who you get to work with, but because um, you guys are so awesome. And well, also, I think this is just a side note too, but I think you guys like um, embody what midwifery was designed to be. Mm. You know what I mean? And you have a midwifery approach to everything, which is not necessarily true of all midwives. So that's true. Well, I want to make a comment about Christina. Okay. Oh gosh. I'm going to make her cry again. Look at her. She's been crying for days. (laughs) It's not hard to make her cry. I know. Um, Well, when I first met Christina, I think the first, one of the first births we were together and I turned to her and said, you should be a midwife. (laughs) Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It's always been my passion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I actually remember when you kind of like made the decision, we were talking outside or something and you were like, I think I'm going to go be a midwife. And then you were like, this is what I got to do. And then you went and, and did it. Just right. did it. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. how I am though. That's like, I'm, I'm going to, I think I should make podcasts. Then yeah. we just came and did it. Right. That's, how I am. That's good. Yeah. 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 And I liked what you said about, um, I don't think you said it this way, but like, just kind of, if you just live in the state of discomfort, it just helps you to grow as a Mm -hmm. person, you know, like whether you're going to school or you're starting a podcast or what, you know, it's all Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Right. But it just really. And that's really part of the process. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the funnest part of the process is that discomfort because you realize who you are and what you're made of. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. It gives you a lot of confidence. You're like, well, I I could do that. So I can do this other thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're awesome, Tanya. I love you. I love you guys. Yeah. All right. All right, you guys. Well, we hope you felt enlightened today. That was really great. And encouraged to do something wild and crazy that you um, might not have thought of or that makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. There you go. All right. Bye. Bye.